Hail and well met, travelers, and welcome to the Kinky Tavern. Pull up a stool. What do you have to drink? Here, we're going to talk about different aspects of kink, leather, the BDSM community, relationships within it, and so much more. All opinions voiced in this podcast are just that, opinions, and they should not be taken as fact or medical advice. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy. If you would like to support us or follow us, we are on Patreon at The Kinky Tavern, FetLife, Twitter, and Instagram, all at The Kinky Tavern. I'm also personally on FetLife at mdizzy, E-M-D-I-Z-Z-Y. Please do not friend me on that account. You can definitely follow me, and you can friend The Kinky Tavern, but please don't friend me on that one. That's for people I know. I'm also on TikTok at MixDizzySoul. M-X-D-I-Z-Z-Y-S-O-U-L, and on Twitter at Daddy's Dizzy Soul, D-A-D-D-Y-S-D-I-Z-Z-Y-S-O-U-L, and all of those will be linked down below. Yes, and you can also find me on TikTok. Yes, I have a TikTok. I'm never on it, but you can send me stuff at uh, pup underscore Merlin underscore Wrecker, R-E-K-K-R. That is also my fat life. You can follow me there or message me or whatever. I also run the Kinky Tavern Twitter, so. And I am on FetLife at Allen's World 111. Please do not friend me. Only follow me there. Those are for people that I know. On Instagram, Lord Allen Vidra. That would be L-O-R-D-A-L-L-E-N-V-Y-D-R-A. Twitter at Lord Allen 111. And TikTok, Allen's World 111. Please follow me on TikTok so that I can get to a live. Excellent. So please give us a follow, give us a like, and keep up to date on what we're doing with the Kinky Tavern podcast. The content that we discuss will likely be explicit. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Mix Dizzy. And I'm Pup Wrecker. And I'm Alan. And welcome to the Kinky Tavern. Yeah, welcome to the Kinky Tavern. Today is going to be kind of a casual thing because M is not here. As Very we mentioned sad. in the last last episode, they are on their cruise and hopefully they're having a lot of fun. They better be having a lot of fun. It's but, mandatory. Yeah, it is. It, it, is. it was written in our contract. Have Must fun. have fun at cruise. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nice. It was not, but it is mandatory. It should have been. It should. It should have been. It should have been. <laughs> <laughs> but um, today we're today we're gonna just kind of do like a casual chat type thing. Nothing too serious. Um. Yeah, we're just going to start talking about Pup Space and kind of our perspective on Pup Space and kind of the silly things that we do while we're in Pup Space. Um, Speaking of Pup Space, Wrecker, what is something funny that you do when you're in Pup Space? Well, I can tell something that happened the last time I was in Pup Space. I got stuck on a table. (laughs) I was climbing around. Um... Because I like to climb on things when I'm a puff, apparently. And I climbed up onto a massage table and couldn't figure out how to get down. Because I'm I'm a big boy. And <laughs> I can't get down very easily. 
So M had to come over and take my gear off so I could get out of pup space and get off the table. <laughs> that is pretty funny. I think I've been in a predicament such as that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I'm in pup space and specifically Roscoe is around, uh, he carries around my water bowl um, and some treats and also a leash and whenever we used to go to dungeons together, um, one of the things that I would do randomly throughout the night, just it was a part of our dynamic and it was something fun that I like to do. And that would be to take off my leash and run around and scream anarchy. Uh, <laughs> turns out that not all handlers like that, but uh, that is something I used to do. Um, not so much anymore. Uh, I'm more of a service-oriented pup nowadays, but whenever I was uh, first, like, in my first dynamic and, like, navigating that while we were still going to dungeons, I was a bratty pup. (laughs) A very bratty pup. I am also a very bratty pup as well, so. I, (laughs) I can't say that I'm really that much of a brat anymore. I... I don't really do that many bratty things. Most of the things that I do are mostly service oriented. So I'm, I guess I'm just stuck in a service pup mode again, Mm. which is fine. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with being a bratty pup either. No, there is not. Uh, As long as everybody's consenting, I don't give a shit what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, Pup space is fun. Yes, I agree. Another funny thing that I used to do is one time I was in the hands of somebody else because sometimes whenever Roscoe had to go to the bathroom or like go outside or something and I didn't necessarily want to go outside, uh, he would ask other people around like, Mm -hmm. hey, can you watch my puppy for a little while? And I would stay with that person and just be with them. And of course, like this is all like we've asked them beforehand and like it's fine. We've done this multiple times with like these specific people before. So it's just I'm particular about people and I don't want to be left with somebody just random. Uh so it was mostly just like friends. Um but never leave your pups unattended. Never leave (laughs) your pups unattended. Chaos yes. will ensue. Maybe it arson. <laughs> you never know. Chaos slash arson may ensue. Caution. Of course. <laughs> I think that should come on a label for every pub. Chaos Just slash arson may ensue. Ne- don't leave unattended. Chaos and arson may ensue. Um, <laughs> but... So, I was drinking out of my water bowl... Um, and, like, a, a part of what we did at the dungeon to, like, keep me grounded and keep me in my pup space for, like, the whole time would would be to, like, drink out of my water bowl. Mm-hmm. And so other people would happily oblige to do that for me. And um, I was with another person this night, and uh, I forgot how to drink my water. And so the... Uh, the automatic thing that I did was just put my face in the water <clears throat> and I just kind of stayed there for a while. And I don't know if anybody noticed that I wasn't drinking from it, but 
I did stay there bubbles? for a while. No, no. <laughs> you were just in the no water. No brain. No brain. Oh, wow. It was gone. I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> the Alan that you once knew was not here. Oh. I had an incident with water. We we don't usually use bowls for me just because it's... We haven't really started doing that or anything. So we always just have, like, water breaks with water bottle or whatever. And I was being a horrible brat one day, and M handed me the water bottle, opened it, and handed it to me. And I just grabbed it with my mouth and was just like... I just threw my head back and, like, sucked the whole thing down. And I severely regretted that after I did it because my stomach sure was super upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My stomach was upset, and I'm like, I can't pop anymore. <laughs> so I was just basically laying there the rest of the time because I drank too much water too fast. So, <laughs> um, so when you're in pub space, is your, like, your ultimate default always uh, head empty, no brain? Because that's my default, but I'm also a bimbo, like, puppy person, and, like, that's my aesthetic, so I don't know if that's you or not. Mm, not necessarily. Um, it's kind of, for me, it's more just, like, kind of a simpler mindset. Um, I don't know, it's, it's been a while. Uh, yeah, I just kind of go and basically kind of think like a dog, and I act like a dog, and I die my dog, basically. So, I mean, my brain just, just kind of, it's more, like, focused on the moment, like, rather than other anything, really, so. That's valid. Yeah. Um, my, like, main aesthetic for, like, pup play is, like, bembo, hellhound-type person. But whenever I was first starting, it was, like, the all-pink uh strawberries big big strawberry lover here but i am allergic to strawberries um so it was like skirts fishnets like very bimbo type aesthetic but now i'm like yeah i'm a bimbo but now i'm a more androgynous bimbo Mm -hmm. um and so i've switched over from like the i'm a husky thing to a i'm a hellhound thing um, and that's, that more, like, speaks to me, like, as a personality, I guess. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. like, I think what I was doing whenever I was first, like, going into pup space is that I was, like, compensating. Because, like, if you know non-binary people, a lot of us, I'm not going to say all, but I know that this is a common theme within the non-binary community, specifically AFAB non-binary people, is that we kind of like start overcompensating for our femininity and mm -hmm. instead of just like going with the flow or just like it being us, we kind of start overcompensating the femininity so that we can become more comfortable with it. And that's kind of what I was doing whenever I Makes first sense. got into pup play. Yeah. And I don't know. Well, I guess I do know a little bit of y'all's community and uh, where you live. Um, but here, the, it's, like, very, um, the pup scene is very gay. 
not so much mm-hmm. queer. It's very gay. And so I was usually the only pup who is, first of all, feminine presenting and also AFAB who's not trans mask, um, which is fine. I love that. Yeah. But it's kind of like it gets to be a little bit much whenever you're the only pup there who is like feminine and afab yeah i so that would be a little much it is because like i have nobody i can relate to there really yeah like i do but i don't yeah thankfully our community was there was actually quite a few um people in transition there during when we were hosting pet nights and it wasn't always pups there was a few pups and then kind of other animals here and there that would come every now and then. Um, but it wasn't really predominantly gay or anything. It was mainly, I guess it was mainly more queer. Um, there is kind of a separate pup scene in our community, our local community, that is more geared towards the gay gay pup community. But it's kind of been... They've been kind of incorporating themselves into more of the BDSM community lately yeah. online, which is actually, I, I think is, is really nice because I've talked with quite a few of them and they're all, they all seem to be like really good people and like really good community. Yes. Um, yeah. yes, I have met those pups and I am in love with that pack, to be honest. Um, yeah. So, um... I went to a pup night with M um, while I was in Wichita, like, a few months ago. And um, I can't remember exactly when it was, but honestly, I love this pack for this specific reason. Um, We were all hanging out outside. I was actually, uh, I was kind of on stand with a friend. Uh, who mm-hmm. wanted his shoes done and um, we were just hanging out and we were talking, we were doing our stand thing. You know, people had questions because like, this isn't a normal occurrence at this bar. This isn't necessarily no, a leather yeah. bar. It's just a gay bar that leather people tend to meet at. Um, yeah. It was, it was a pup night at the bar, right? I think. Yes. It was a pup yeah. night at that bar. And, yeah. um, so, like, there's a lot of people who are asking me questions, which is totally mm-hmm. fine. I am oh, yeah. always more than happy to answer uh, any questions that most people have. Yeah. It's always nice yeah. to get questions from people and just educate. And Yeah. I agree. Um, and so I was kind of educating about boot blacking, kind of what it was, what I was doing in the moment. Um and all of this stuff. And this was uh, my friend's first time ever being on stand. It was his first boot black, everything like that. And it was very cute to watch. Nice. Um, but there ended up being a drunk guy who came outside and he oh. repeatedly started misgendering me and kind of just like he was asking questions, but he wasn't really asking them in a way like, I want to be educated on what's going on here. He mm-hmm. was more asking them in a way of, um, I'm horny and I'm going to ask questions about this because me big horny. <laughs> um, and like, if you know anything about me, I'm asexual. I, 
is not something I am particularly interested in. And I usually tend to be a little bit more neutral. Um, yep. And like, he just started coming up to me and started asking me a bunch of questions, but wouldn't necessarily let me answer them. And um, he kept saying, I just want to know what she's doing. What is she doing? And like the entire pack started like saying them what are they doing yeah. they go by they them pronouns they're actually wearing a nice big button that says my pronouns are they them yeah and um, i think you told me that you were like facing this guy so he could clearly see your button exactly and yeah. i actually was like hey dude let me show you something cool you see this and he like he apologized and he was like oh i'm sorry and then continued using she hers for me um so i don't know if he was just like a little bit too drunk but he did start like yelling the n-word too later on and this man is caucasian um so i was ready to fight and the entire pack behind me was also ready to fight but keep in mind that i still had on my boot from like uh, fracturing my ankle so uh so that didn't end up well for me let's just say that and um the entire pack from this like area that we're talking about actually like came up behind me and like started like majorly defending me and being like we're not doing this you gotta go um one of the leaders of the pack the alpha of the pack uh he ended up being like the security guard or something mm-hmm. that night and he like physically took this dude out oh, so wow. that's why i don't really mind the pup scene in uh where you live so yeah. much anymore i i dislike the one here where i live because again it's mostly gay yeah. and like they don't they would tolerate something like that like they yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't be like, hey, that's probably wrong. Like, let's not misgender people and let's not have a fight about it. Yeah, I mean, it's real nice to have, even though it is a dominantly gay pup group, they're accepting of everyone, you know, regardless of who or what you are or identify as. And yeah, I, I think that that group is like one of the best ones I've seen in our area in a while. So, um. So there's like a major difference in the community. I feel like there is at least, uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of other queer people definitely feel like there is. There's a difference between queer and gay spaces in the community, and there's also a difference between straight, queer, and gay spaces in the community. Yeah. Um, I would love to go to a pup thing that is mostly like queer centric, not gay centric. Mm -hmm. I've only really been to, like, gay-centric type of pup nights. And, like, with the exception of the pup night that I went to with you guys, um, like, whenever we were first starting to date, it's just... That was Mm -hmm. fine for me. Um, But I would like to see more queer people in pup spaces. Um, yeah, I think but, that's what we were trying to do when we were hosting Pup Nights a while ago. We were trying to make it, it just kind of all-inclusive, majority queer, and yeah. But it's kind of hard 
It's a little hard to do that when the most of your regular BDSM community is predominantly straight. And cis. Painfully yeah. straight and cis. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is fine if you're straight and cis. But mm-hmm. it's not fine for the type of space I'm talking about. Um, right. I am mostly talking about, like, I want to see more non-binary people. I want to see more asexual people. Like, people who are like me. Because mm-hmm. I don't get to see that very often. And, like, of course I have my, like, select friends who are queer and, like, extremely anarchist, punk, folk, queer, like, we're getting it and we're taking the man down with us all that shit i have friends like that that's great and i love that that's the kind of person i am but i don't get to see that in a lot of spaces in the area where i'm at Uh, most of my friends are not from the same state as me most of my friends are from california Mm -hmm. hello california people i love you and i miss you (laughs) um a gay space would be like majority cis gay males or majority cis gay women, mm-hmm. which is fine. We love that yeah. and we love spaces that cater to that, but we don't have enough queer spaces. And that would mean like people like me, people like Wrecker, people like M, like we're more queer than gay. Mm-hmm. So. I, I would just personally rather be in a queer space. Um, majority of the people that we've had on the podcast would also be happier in a queer space, I feel. Yeah. Um, they kind of fall into that category. And we kind of try and keep it queer-centric here. Because, mm-hmm. again, there's not enough spaces that are queer-centric. And this is a queer-centric space. Yeah, there really aren't. I mean, even in our local area the majority of like the pup nights and gear nights and things like that they're held at a gay bar it's and it i mean it's a gay bar so it's going to be inclusive of anyone really but it's going to yeah. be dominantly gay so that's going to be the in, the environment is just going to be more dominantly gay rather than queer and you'll see more gay people there rather than more of the queer culture yeah so. and like i feel I feel like queer culture also, like, kind of promotes a little bit more diversity Mm -hmm. than a gay space because, I don't know if you've experienced this, but mostly in the gay spaces, it is also painfully white. Um, I don't really see anybody else. I don't see any BIPOC individuals, like, nothing. Yeah, very few and far between. At a queer space... um, you will definitely see more like diversity in population because like first of all i feel like a queer space is more accepting and less likely to uh commit some microaggressions and Mm -hmm. if you're in a straight or a gay space i'm just gonna say it's probably gonna happen it probably will happen yeah um i have been microaggressed so much in those two types of spaces like i i get called by she hers i get called like 
girl all the time which is fine if you ask me about it first but don't just like assume don't just assume that i'm okay with that um but like luckily i am this is why i don't really frequent the gay bars that much anymore in my area is because they're predominantly very cis and very white yeah and with that comes out a lot of assumption and just not not thinking about asking because that's just not something they're used to exactly and just common courtesy really (laughs) yeah and like for me and for i feel like you it is Mm -hmm. very common for us to as soon as we meet somebody ask what your pronouns are but and that's because you have a trans partner and like i am trans so it's just yeah. kind of like an automatic thing for me to ask, but if you're in a like a gay or a uh, like a straight space, they're not gonna fucking ask you that. Nope. They're not gonna have the common courtesy to just say, "Hey, how do you identify?" and "How can I affirm the way that you identify?" Like, yeah. it's just it's kind of unheard of. And whenever I first started going into gay spaces, I had already come out as non-binary. Like, I already knew that I was non-binary. Um, I found that out like essentially as soon as I turned twenty-one. Um, and I didn't start going to gay bars until I was like, man, twenty-two. Um, and like. I thought it was extremely common to say, hey, what are your pronouns? It's not. It's not in gay spaces, at least. Yeah. And, like, every single time that I asked, I was always met with that, like, you know, like, the cis people way of saying, like, I just, I go by the pronouns that I was assigned with at birth. Where they're like, I don't know, I just go by normal ones. Or, like, I don't know, I just, he... Uh, and i'm just like it's not really that hard to just say oh i go by he him pronouns yeah (laughs) like saying it i feel like saying it that way is just kind of like insensitive to the person asking because they're like oh uh that's a weird question no it's not it's it's a polite question it is it's a polite question dear god (laughs) um I feel like Common we should take it back to pop space because I feel like we haven't talked about it that much. <laughs> we said okay. we were going to. <laughs> okay. But yeah. So, Rucker, uh, we were talking about pop space earlier. Uh, what mm-hmm. gets you into pop space? Ah, that's a good one. Um, so, for me, I find it better if you have gear, obviously. I can get into pop space without gear, it just takes a little bit more. Um, but I like to use um, earplugs as well as like a hood, and I mean I wear knee pads and uh, gloves just so I don't rough up my knees or my hands or anything. And I find that that helps, and just kind of like taking a second to kind of focus and like with the gear and everything that helps. It kind of like, especially with the earplugs, I find that helps me a lot because it kind of mutes everything. And allows me to focus a lot more and just focus on being a pup rather than anything extra. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. What about you? 
Um, so it really depends on like the day for me because like I said, like I do the whole like bimbo puppy thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so sometimes if I'm feeling like really femme during the day, I will do like a skirt with like the fishnets and the cute top and do the bimbo puppy thing. Um, and that puts me into pup space pretty, that'll yeet me there real fast. (laughs) Um, but usually I do have to be wearing my ears and my tail. Can't really get into proper pup space without my tail. Cause mm-hmm. like, I feel like I have to whack it all the time. Uh, and so like, that's a part of my pup space is like me just like casually wagging my tail. Um, also I have to be like, sometimes if I need, like, more support during the day, because if everybody doesn't know, I am autistic. Um, mm-hmm. If I need more support uh, during a social interaction, I will probably need, like, a leash or something so that I can stay close to the person that is handling me that night. Because, yeah. like, I don't do very well in spaces where I don't really know anybody um and if i go into a space and i don't really know anybody i might start freaking out um yeah. that's so happened like before a, it's like a comfort thing for you it is a comfort basically. thing yeah like there is nothing more satisfying to me than like being attached to a person like that <laughs> and like being in pub space because like I'm sorry, but I am terrible at navigating social situations. And so whenever I'm in a pub space, I don't really have to navigate the social situations. Everybody automatically just diverts to talking to my handler, which Mm -hmm. is fine with me. Talk to them all you want to, but don't expect me to talk. Yeah, I I totally get that. I have issues with certain social situations as well and dealing with noise and just a bunch of people. Noise especially, yeah. That is something else I didn't even think about saying is that I have to have on my my noise-canceling headphones. If mm -hmm. I am in a public space and you see me, there is a high likelihood that I will have those things on. Those things don't fucking leave my person. Because, like, I I don't like loud things. I know I am a loud thing, but I don't like loud things. Like, (laughs) I will remove that shit automatically. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's and it's it's specifically with social <laughs> situations for me like i can do like i work in a metal shop i i'm surrounded by loud things all day and i'm fine with that but like yeah. if you put me in a social situation with a whole bunch of people talking i'm gonna shut down because i don't want to deal with that that's just too much input for me yeah but, i mean i run a saw all day and i hear <laughs> just cutting metal all day and that does not bug me at all. So it's 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 kind of weird, but it makes sense at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah, like whenever I'm in pub space, I have less of a tendency to meltdown. Uh, and this is a term for autistic people. Um, it just kind of means that you're in sensory overload. Uh, you can't handle anymore. Sometimes... Um, that means like going nonverbal. Sometimes that means that you need to find stimulation. Sometimes mm-hmm. that means that um, 
you know, you're not emotionally regulated right now, so you need to take a break. Um, there's like many things that that means. And honestly, um, asking the person that's having the meltdown, um, they will probably just tell you what's going on, especially if you're like a trusted person of theirs. Like I, I will just fully tell you what's going on. Um, if you ask me and that might be over my, um, like my automatic voice text thing, Mm -hmm. uh, which sounds really weird. Um, if you've had to be with me for a full ass day while I have to use my AAC, um, I don't think it's weird, but I think it's weird. Uh, I, I think it's, I really think it's very useful. I think it's it's very helpful. Well, yeah, it, it's helpful and useful. It's just that I don't sound like that. No. So, so it's it's weird for but. me to like have to use it. Um, but whenever I personally melt down, um, there's a high likelihood that I'll go nonverbal because my brain will not allow me to process what needs to come out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And so I will just sit there looking like a fucking idiot if you're asking me a question. Um, so I will usually have to use an AAC. Um, that just means like a voice to text or a text to voice type thing. It's uh, mm-hmm. automatic. Um, I don't know what the what AAC stands for. Uh, I am not sure, actually. I don't either, but... Um, I don't have to use it often. It's just something that I keep on hand. It's just an app on my phone. Yeah. Um, especially like in certain social situations, I might go nonverbal for like a little bit. And mm-hmm. like usually as soon as I'm comfortable or as soon as my gummy kicks in. Um, if anybody knows me, they know I'm a pothead. Um and I don't know if this is okay to talk about, like, on the podcast. Is it? It is? Okay, cool. So, I live in a legal state. I have a medical license. Everything is fine. Um, but I'm kind of a pothead. And so, whenever I personally go to the dungeon, I have to take a gummy. Uh, I just kind of have to. It, it's kind of a mandatory mandatory thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um but I am also a daily user, so it doesn't affect me the way it might affect somebody who doesn't use it daily. Um, I use it, like, every day for multiple things. So mm-hmm. this is, like, not a new feeling to me. So I'm not, like, it's not the same thing as being drunk in a space. That would be a major no, no-no. Yeah. Um, you, treat it, you treat it more as a medicine than anything. Yeah, exactly. I treat it more as, like, a medicine than yeah. anything um i mean I some mean, people have xanax some people have edibles exactly it's kind of like my xanax yeah um so i usually take that before i go into the dungeon and that will help mm-hmm. minimize the meltdowns as well um but yeah so my edible is something that really helps with my pup space too mm-hmm. um if i I'm like calmed down enough and I can like put the Allen walls down. The Allen walls are very large. Um, they are literally probably as tall as me. Um, and they keep me blocked off from the world so that I don't have to show people, uh, who I am until I actually trust them. Um, 
And I feel like that's a common thing for like AFAB autistics is to like mm-hmm. mask so much that you like kind of present to be a different person, which is not necessarily what I do, but that's what it feels like sometimes. Um, yeah. But I I will keep the Allen walls up until the very last moment. Until I'm actually, like, calm. And I will start to interact with people. Yeah. That's a wild concept for me. I don't fucking do that. (laughs) (laughs) I am literally one of the most antisocial people. I used to be a social fucking butterfly. But now I am literally one of the most antisocial people I know. People will text me and I will just, like, forget to text them back. And I feel like a shitty person and, like, a shitty friend. But I'm also like, well, you texted me. You knew this was going to happen. Yeah. You should have called me if you wanted an immediate answer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, if you know me, you know I am not a handler. I, uh, I cannot be in charge of people. Do not put me in charge. (laughs) Um... (laughs) never put me in charge i hate being in charge of people um i'm in charge of a lot of people all the time and so like i don't if i'm in a kink space i don't want to be in charge um that makes sense yeah yeah um so on the handler end of things do you get some sort of like relief uh for being a handler because i know that that's a thing for some people um, that's the thing for some people, probably not necessarily for me. Um, it is, it, it, it goes into that whole caretaker thing as well. Um, just having to take care of people and make sure that they're drinking their water and getting treats or food or whatever they need. Um, just making sure they're taken care of. Uh, and I, I, I guess I do get, I get enjoyment out of that. Um, just making sure that the people are okay, okay and having fun and whatnot. So, yeah. Um, so do you get into a headspace whenever you're the handler or no? Um, I wouldn't really call it a headspace. I guess it is kind of a little bit of a change, but not very much of a change because that's kind of already like part of who I am. So it doesn't really change too much, but, um, Maybe just a little bit, especially in like a like a scene type situation where there's other people, you gotta have some kind of amount of authority over them, at least a little bit. So yeah, I guess there is a little bit of a change, but not too terribly much for me, at least. Okay. Um, valid. So, um what else are we gonna talk about? Do you have anything going on for you, uh, for the kink world? Uh, no, not really. Um, not really, uh, right now, at least. on the Discord server? Hmm? Pup night on the Discord server? Oh, yeah. We were, we're thinking about doing a pup night on the server, Discord server. Um, but not really too much else is... I mean, I'm trying to work on some stuff behind scenes for, but that's kind of slow going right now. So, yeah. 
How would have you gotten going? Um, I've so heard you got some stuff going. <laughs> I do. Uh, I'm actually very excited about it. Um, I am going to be working more on some boot blacking stuff. Um, I've been thinking about developing a class called Back to the Basics uh, for boot blacks, but I also feel like I'm not qualified to talk about that. Um, if it's basic stuff, probably I'm fine, but yeah. you know the imposter syndrome uh, that comes with being an educator. It's just like, yeah, yeah it, it's persistent. Let's just mm-hmm. say that. Um, but also I am teaching at Thrive this year, Thrive Virtual Convention. Yay! I am very excited. Um, I will be teaching yes. my How to Talk to Your Autistic Submissive class. Please join I in. I would love to see everybody wait. there. Um, and I cannot wait for that class. I'm so excited. <laughs> my application is in for DomCon LA. I really hope that Ooh. they say yes. Uh, I will also be teaching the How to Talk to Your Autistic Submissive class there if they say yes. Um, I'm also trying to get more classes on the monastery server. Um, nice. that is the server that Monk has. I am a, uh, admin for that server. Uh, and I also am going to try and get some more classes in on the, uh, Kinky Tavern, uh, server. So, yeah, maybe some, maybe some classes coming up on the server, um, I really want to get more educational opportunities in because, as mm-hmm. you know, education is super important to me, and it's something that I have a really large passion for, especially within the kink and BDSM community. Like, it's my shit. <laughs> um, education makes me horny. <laughs> yeah, I think once once M gets back from the cruise and kind of we can kind of get everything back together. We'll start getting some stuff going for our server, and yes, maybe we'll get some classes, maybe some pup nights, maybe like a I, virtual munch or something. I would actually love to do a like virtual munch for disabled kinksters. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be really fun. Um, sound off in our Discord server if you want that. Yes, um, please do. Please do. Um, so I definitely want to try and do that, and I might, I might do something for furries in the Discord server, who knows? Mm. But I feel like we don't have that much of an audience of furries, but I would love to Mm. gain some. So if you're a furry and you're listening to this podcast, please join the Discord server. Yes, please join. Even if you're not a furry, please join. Everyone join the Discord server. One of us become one of us. Gobble gobble, one of <laughs> <Gibble> us. Gobble. <laughs> um, but yeah, so join the Discord server, please, please, please join yes, the Discord please server. Join us. Um, we're gonna have a lot more stuff on there coming up soon. Hopefully, I might be teaching some classes. Wrecker might be teaching some classes. I hope. Uh, <laughs> stop! You are an educator, and you are valid. I know. Stop I know. doing that. Um, I don't even know what I would teach, but I'll, I'll, you teach I, there's stuff I, I can teach about stuff. There's stuff impact, I can teach. You can teach pub space. You can teach primal. You can teach fire. You can really teach a lot of stuff, babe. And I don't think that yeah. you know that. 
No, I, I do. Babe. I just. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um. I'd really love to teach an impact class. That'd be fun. I think that that would be a really good class for you to teach. Um, yeah. And like, I want to teach more like autistic centric classes. Um, it's something I know the most about is like kink and autism. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would also really love to do some cannabis service classes. That would be something I'd be very down for. Um, maybe a cigar class or two. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But yeah, so we will hopefully be having a lot more stuff on the, on the discord server and I will have hopefully some more stuff on my, or on Monk's Discord server, um, just keep in touch. Stay tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned and join us for sure. Join All my right. cult. I've always wanted to be a cult leader. Join my cult. Hey, me too. <laughs> All okay. The do you want to end it here with a daddy joke? I can do that. Okay, Wrecker, you want to take us off with a daddy joke? Daddy joke time. Daddy Daddy joke joke time. time. All right, I've got one here. What do you call an expert fisherman? I don't know. What do you call it? A masturbator.